3: Reality TV is the greatest form of
4: entertainment
3: on television today.
4: Listen to Rapaports Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me,
3: Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: This is the green zone. Oh my! He is the fattest man in the NFL. This is the green zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSN, the Sports betting Network.
6: We begin our number seven of the Green Zone presented by Bet MGM Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds and the Niners trying to make things interesting, but they are facing a fourth and goal now. Mm-hmm. They're still down 31-14 here, but really the last game of intrigue here from the second wave of games, it's in Kansas City where the Packers haven't scored 10 minutes ago in regulation. Think of that. We're at the nine forty-five point part of the fourth quarter and a team that hasn't scored still has a, a shot, an outside shot of getting back into this thing as the Packers are finally moving the football deep into Kansas City territory, obviously four-down territory from here on out. But if they can get one in and make this a one-score game, the way Kansas City has not been able to put away this game, anything is possible, to quote Kevin Garnett.
5: Yeah, no question about it. Robbie Gould, good from 28, or 26 yards, so now 31-17. Niners were down three scores. They elect to take 3 eight twenty-three left to go.
6: Obviously, the game of the afternoon just concluded in Philadelphia, and uh, what a nail-biter it was for the Chargers to go on the ROAD and get that win. David Gascon was watching that one all the way for us. So, David, let's go back to some of those decisions that we saw there in the final couple minutes in the final drive where both teams uh, used all of their timeouts. It came down to a critical fourth and one. Brandon Staley goes for it, gets it, and was able to run out the clock. What would you make of that final possession for the Chargers?
2: I think he hold true to what he did all season long and that's brands to the going forward on fourth down. So when you have a guy that is, I would say a riverboat gambler like Ron Rivera, but he does take chances on fourth down and he's converted more often than not. So and they stayed true to their form all season long. They went for it. They got it. They elected, obviously they run it with Justin Herbert, who had a touchdown run of the game. And he was fantastic. 356 yards of the air for the LA chargers quarterback. The only disappointing thing is, you know, I took L.A. minus three and also took the over, which was at 51. Both those numbers hit right on the button. Oh. Uh, little separation now in the AFC West because the Chargers win today. Raiders lose today. Kansas City is ahead 13 nothing, And then Denver beat Dallas earlier today. So you're talking about the AFC West being in a log jam right now. Chargers need as many victories as possible to get any kind of separation. They had the victory earlier. Uh, against Kansas City, but nevertheless, they can't give games away against opponents like this that are far, far inferior. And so obviously, Justin Herbert, Brian Staley, they got the job done, but it took him a full four quarters.
6: And it looks like Kansas City, David's going to get that win against Green Bay as they get a turnover against Jordan Love here. So still pitching the shutout 13-0. To that end, as you project in the AFC West, if you were to back a team right now to go ahead and place your wager to win the West. It is on the Chargers. Do you still believe right now they are the best team in this division? I
2: think they're the most balanced. And I think that's the most important thing. Because when you look top to bottom at the AFC West, you have a league MVP and obviously Patrick Mahomes. You have Tyreek Hill. You have Travis Kelsey. But I feel like people are too drunk on the Kansas City Chiefs offense. They're not doing a lot defensively. But the last two weeks, they actually have responded in kind. With that being said, Denver's rebuilding for for obviously years to come, Trading away Von Miller. Uh, Cortlandson did come back from injury this season. Jerry Judy also returned from a bad ankle injury. But their offense led by Bridgewater, it's not going to go anywhere fast. Obviously, the division's tough enough anyway. They have one division game that they've already lost. And then for the Raiders, they just have drama after drama after drama. Josh Jacobs has been banged up this year. Obviously, the tragedy with Henry Ruggs. Uh, Derek Carr loses his head coach and John Gruden. So it just feels like, despite the fact that they have a couple games over 500, the Raiders somehow are holding a float. Uh, I do like the Chargers, but then you bring up the Chargers, and the first thing you think about is what? They choke right. year in and year out, whatever it may be. Injuries, lack of execution. So I say that tentatively. But I do like the L.A. Chargers out of the AFC West.
5: Yeah, David, I was about to say, you know the Chargers aren't going to make it this easy. That's what yeah. they do. It's right. charging, right? Because now they are tied yeah. with the Raiders now 5-3. and three. Denver gets a win today, 5-4. and four. Kansas City just about nine minutes away from making that 5-4. and four. This division is going to be bunched up all year. Uh, I don't know if they're uh, – somebody's going to separate, but maybe that separation is only going to be by the – You know uh, the hair on their chinny chin chin, as they say, because this looks absolutely wide open.
6: Uh, David, before we say goodbye for the day, I got to know: is that a Sacramento Kings shirt or an LA Kings shirt?
2: Hey, man, there's only one. uh, There's only one team that actually wants something uh, that's labeled Kings, and that's the Los Angeles Kings. So uh, (laughs) I don't want you to ever hear that word uh, Sacramento Kings ever again. It's a shout out to Shaquille O'Neal. But uh, (laughs) the Kings of the day so far in the Mile High City, the uh, Denver Broncos. I don't know if you know this, Dave. Thirty to 8, to 30 to 16 over the Dallas Cowboys. What an embarrassing performance.
5: How about them Cowboys?
6: I mean, David had to just a little salt well, in the wound to end out and, the day. And you
5: were leading David there with that Kings t-shirt remarking <laughs> on his fine shirt like that he was going to be supporting the Sacramento Kings and David went off Phil Jackson. He did. What do they do? Uh, pick the the berries up here in Sacramento <laughs> called it like cow town. Remember that Lakers Kings rivalry oh, in the early Weber, 2000s.
6: Remember that one very well. We always like love having David on, of course, follow him on Twitter as we do at David J Gascon does a great job with Fox sports radio and Bally sports West. He saw the game of the day in the afternoon. You know, I'd mentioned that maybe there was some life there for the Packers and they had a deep drive there. Jordan love just throws it up and the mm-hmm. chiefs go up and get it. So 13, nothing now, uh, with about nine minutes to go in regulation. So it's still not done, but with every mounting mistake, it just looks like Aaron Rodgers somewhere
5: is smiling. But if you laid the lumber with Kansas City, obviously one score is going to beat you in terms of a touchdown from a cover standpoint, depending on where you laid it. If you laid the closer and what was kind of available most of the week, Kansas City now minus 12 and a half, minus $2. 19 and a half is the current total at Bet MGM. So if you laid the Chiefs, you need an, at least a field goal here and need them to actually at least flip the field position and then get the field goal.
6: Okay, I don't know what surprises me more. One, that the Chiefs are, are pitching a shutout. Or two, that Jordan Love, to me, I, I got to be honest with you, I was really excited to watch him play today, Tank Williams, as you've been watching this game for us all day. I, I mean, I got to call what I say. He looks terrible. And, and this really did surprise me, Tank. Look, it's a first-round pick. I guess people always thought to be the the natural flow. You went Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and maybe you'd get rid of Rodgers next year and go to Jordan Love. Well, I don't think they're loving what they're seeing today, Tank.
7: Absolutely. I mean, I would say that the last drive at least looked a little bit more competent. I mean, it seemed like Matt Lafleur said, "Hey, I'm gonna just go ahead and put the ball in my best player's hands." And so Devontae Adams got a lot of targets, quick throws, but he was able to make some plays with it. Aaron Jones had a couple of nice runs, but. At the same time, you get in the red zone when things get a little bit tighter, it gets a little bit more difficult for all quarterbacks, let alone inexperienced quarterbacks. And he tried to throw up a prayer, basically, to Devontae Adams, and it gets picked off by the Kansas City Chiefs. And, I mean, that's something to note as well, where the Kansas City Chiefs have been getting beat and battered by pretty much every team that they played this year. Yet, you come in with Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers with all their weapons at his disposal, yet he can't put any points on the board. So, yeah, that's a testament to what they have with Aaron Rodgers, but what they don't have in the bottom of the cupboard. where it's like if Rodgers is done, then they really don't have any kind of semblance of a team that could put up a fight in the NFC where they just took the lead from the Arizona Cardinals last week, and then they give it back in a game that they probably very well should have won with the Kansas City Chiefs playing as bad as they have today. And
6: that's the other part. And and that should not get lost in this equation here. And I'm gl- glad you brought that up, Tank, because just watching this Chiefs offense, so they get that turnover, they go minus a yard on the ensuing drive and just punt back to Green Bay. So, Tank, again, and I, I guess if there was an easy solution, Eric Biennami and Andy Reid would figure it out. How do they fix this offense? Because I have never, and I don't think anybody has ever seen Patrick Mahomes look this normal or average and yeah. we know he's a special player so what is wrong with this offense
7: you know i, I almost feel like it's like a hitter that just kind of goes on a bad streak and it seems like he just can't make contact with the ball and then he just hits one home run and all of a sudden he just gets back on track he's seeing the ball well and then he's just back in this groove i mean i feel like that's what the chiefs were trying to do with that deep throw that they just had the tyree kill on the outside they're just looking for that one big play to re-energize the offense, re-energize the fan base, and then it seems like, oh, that'll get everything back on track. They'll be able to play from the lead, and then therefore they'll take a little bit of pressure off the defense, let them play with the lead instead of playing from behind and then just getting run through. So I feel like that's what the Chiefs are trying to accomplish, but until they get to that point, I still feel like they need to run the ball, take what the defense is giving them on the opposite side of the ball. So just take those little quick hits, to Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and then eventually those big plays will come, but I still feel like they're pressing a little bit too much for those big plays. And they're missing out on so many other opportunities underneath where they could have some sustainable long drives, but they will be more 10, 12 play drives instead of the three to seven play drives that they're accustomed to.
6: Okay. Tank don't go anywhere because again, still seven and a half minutes to go. Third and 10 is the Packers can't get anything going either. I wonder if they're already in four down territory or if they're going to punt, if they don't get this, because our defense is holding Kansas City. Mm-hmm. No points in the second half. Mm-hmm. Right? Right now, scoreless second half
5: you that did, we've had in Kansas City. You just wonder how many more opportunities, though, Green Bay going to get the football. By the way, both teams do have their full allotment of timeouts for the second half. But now, third and ten at the Green Bay, 47. And, uh, you know, I can't see them punting at this standpoint, whether they don't convert this third down or not. Uh and Jordan Love's had a decent amount of pressure today, but it's not like Kansas City has really been in no. its space. They've only sacked him one times. He's been knocked down five times, and he is going to throw there. Might get and the first down. Yes, they he did get the first down. He did a, a nice play there by Randall Cobb bailing him out. It was a kind of a little pass in the flat there. Randall Cobb gets 15 yards. Kansas City. I'm just looking at these numbers. 3.5 yards a play. They have 189 total yards. Kansas
6: this City. Oh, that's yes. unbelievable. Okay, when we come back, we're going to start the rumor mill right now. The, the Cardinals average about 393, I think, of offense a game. They're over 400 today. Do we have a quarterback controversy? Kidding. Kidding. <laughs> but Colt McCoy has looked absolutely spectacular. Let's see if they can put the finishing touches on San Francisco on the road, come on back. We're not going anywhere, so you don't go anywhere. Uh, it is the green zone right here. And Veasan, very quickly, sneaking an update: Green Bay, second and ten right now, as they keep looking for seventeen, which is a smart move. But still, no points on the board. Four down territory now, as they're inside the forty-yard line of Kansas City. Exhale. Come on back. Let's see if one of these games gets interesting. On the other side of the break, it is Veasan, the sports betting network. Key NFL props head to VEASAN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker. Betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. We are ticking down the time here, at West Reynolds, in Kansas City. It's a fourth and five for the Packers. Now, Matt LaFleur just used his first time out In anticipation of this fourth down play, I get it. You got to get this play, but you kind of needed that timeout as well because that was coming off a third down incompletion. So the clock was already stopped. But again, five minutes to go here, fourth and five. Let's see if if Jordan Lund can at least get the first down. He's going up top. He's got a man. And it looks like they're going to have a touchdown. So the Packers are on the board on the fourth down play. Looks like Alan Lazard gets in. So right now it's at that magic number of seven. PAT pending. Uh my goodness, this game might get interesting very quickly. And there is life for the 49ers. It is flickering, of course. But let's go back out to Eric Edholm who's been watching this Cardinal and Niner game 3117 uh about 3 minutes ago in regulation, Eric. So, if there's a last gasp here and a miracle comeback, it's got to start right now with Jimmy G and company.
2: Yeah, it's got to happen pretty fast, guys. Three, just over three minutes left. uh, Garoppolo misfired on a deep ball to Brandon Ayuk a minute ago. They're down 31-17. They didn't to go for two when they, uh, actually, Now let's just uh, cut in right now. Garoppolo intercepted by Buda Baker. So the game is, uh, in fact, Mm -hmm. academic at this point. Cardinals are really, really dumb here. uh, (laughs) And it looks like just an impressive victory. Absolutely. His stat line looked pretty good. But guys, this has been the kind of day it is. For the 49ers, right? When it looks like they have a shot. Give it right back. And, uh, this one's going to go Arizona's way. We've hit the over, uh, and if you bet the. Okay, Eric
6: Edholm, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for your work today. 3117 right now. Let's see if the Cardinals get any more points after that pick. But want to thank Eric, of course. Great job at Yahoo Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore Edholm, as I do. But again, Jimmy G. Hey, we get it. They're forcing things down the field here, but again, three minutes to go here, and no timeouts for the 49ers. And again, even a field goal makes the three-score game. So this one, for all intents and purposes, is over.
5: It is 31-17. Clock ticking down. Three minutes left to go. No timeouts for the 49ers. Arizona, nice rebound. They're going to go eight and one. By the way, we do have a score in Kansas City. Look, when in doubt when you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, though wherever forty nine and red is on the field, go for it. throw at him. Cause Daniel Sorensen, he, he just he seemingly cannot cover anybody. No. Nope. And 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 he gives up a ton of big plays there in the secondary. They get Lazard, Lazard makes a catch. Sorensen whiffs on the tackle. And now you have thirteen to seven. And if you relate it with the Chiefs, look, probably the wrong side at the end of the day. But nevertheless, covering the whole game, Green Bay looks like temporarily in the back door. All right,
6: let's go back out to Tank Williams. And Tank, this has turned into now the last game that really we feel like has a realistic shot of flipping here potentially. I don't know what I'm most surprised in. The fact that I have no confidence in Kansas City to to basically hold on to the football here for the next 449. Or that I actually believe the Packers still have a shot of winning this football game. What do you make of Green Bay's last drive as Jordan Love finally gets his first NFL touchdown pass?
7: You remember how I was talking about the water boy scene you know, earlier in the show? Well, basically, that's what Jordan Love did, and he saw number 49 out there. Mm-hmm. Like, Sorensen has been getting abused all season long. So when he saw one-on-one coverage with his uh, wide receiver, Alan Lazard, on the safety, he knew he was taking especially when it was Sorensen. So that was a great way to identify that they were going to bring all of this. You got man-on-man coverage, and I'm pretty confident that my wide receiver is going to be able to beat that guy and get into the zone. So that was really smart play by uh, Joy and Love, right there. Now that Packers defense just has to step up. They've been stepping up all game long. I mean, but can Kansas City get their offense together to run out the clock? And can Green Bay just get one more stop to get Love the ball and try to have another, you know, dramatic comeback? And oh, one up, Aaron Rodgers,
6: right? How about that? So a big first down here, Tank, as uh we find that that Kelsey and Mahomes connection gets a big first down here to get them out. Across their own 40, they've run the ball here on first down. Again, the Packers, I mentioned it. Now, they, I guess they needed to take the timeout to set up the fourth down play, which they ultimately did score on, but they did use a timeout to do that. So timeout's now at a premium. They have taken, I do believe, oh, we have an injury issue right now with Green Bay. So we'll see if this is going to be officially charged as a timeout or not. But right now they have two with 313 to go, a second and eight. Um, Tank, very quickly, you go up. The old Chiefs, there would never be a doubt. They'd either go down and get more points or at least they'd play keep away the rest of the way here. Is it going to have to be Mahomes or are they going to trust this running game to try to run out this clock?
7: You know, if I'm Andy Reid, I understand that you have the best quarterback. I mean, even though he's been playing bad, he's the best quarterback in the league with his skill set. I feel like the way that they've been struggling on offense, you have to try to run the ball effectively and just try to run this clock down. And if you get in situations where you have to pass, then you put the ball in Mahomes' hands, and you have one of the best tight ends in the league. He's been wearing them out over the middle of the field. So I would go with that um, with that on third downs and stuff like that. But one thing I wanted to talk about, too, what it, it kind of reminded me of, because you're asking if it was LaFleur, it was Jordan love. And, you know, I just kind of had to sit on it a little bit. And what it brought me back to was, you remember Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. when he said that you, Bill Belichick, ran that play that he intercepted like a couple of days before the game, and so he was prepared for that when it showed up. And I feel like you know, Jordan Love being the number one pick, being in that system for over a year and a half now, for him to come out here and play against a defense that's been playing so poorly the entire year and put up a performance like this—I mean, yeah, he needs to take some of the brunt of it, but also it kind of falls on the coaching too because I feel like you need to put this kid in enough situations to where it's so tough in practice. That is easy once you get on the field. Now, obviously, we can't replicate the emotions and everything else that comes with playing on national TV in a game with live bullets. But it seems like he should have been able to put up a better performance today than what he was able to put put forward today.
6: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, Tank. And again, not just being a cowboy homer, I go back to Dak Prescott's rookie year when he was not expected to play. Tony Romo gets hurt, and all of a sudden he looks competent from the jump. They got the, the coaching staff got him ready, and they had a 13 and three season. Uh, in that first year with Dak Prescott. Now Dak has clearly proven to be one of the elite quarterbacks in the league since those days. Not saying that could be the same expectation level for Jordan Love, but I did expect a little bit more, Tank. I I expected more points so far today, which we have not seen here. A big first down here uh, from McColl Hardman, as it looks like that is going to push the Chiefs over midfield. So, again, a couple things at play here. If you're a Chiefs backer and laid the 7-7.5, you'd love to get a couple more points before this ends. But if you're a Packer backer, you're looking for that stop. And now they take the dreaded timeout on first down. So there is a first down to come here, but the Packers have one timeout and the two-minute warning. That's it. So theoretically, it feels like one more first down for Kansas City, and this game's going to be over.
5: Yeah, right. Uh, it It is first and 10 now from the Green Bay 48. No, obviously, this late at BetMGM. No spread lines here. Minus 2,500 on the Chiefs on the money line, plus 1,100 on the Packers. So uh, Packers going to have one more timeout, also have the two-minute warning. Basically, if you back the Chiefs, if you laid them late on that number, what, it closed seven, seven and a half, you basically need one of those guys. They got to be able to bust one here. Chiefs, by the way, as much as we've maligned their performance, and I think rightfully so, they haven't turned it over yet. There it is. They've been averaging 2.4 a game and a goose egg today, that's been the worst in the league from a turnover standpoint. But the Chiefs, they haven't turned it over at least. So I guess baby steps, but boy, they haven't really done much offensively. You look at those yards per plays and there, there's obviously something not right with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, and the whole great brain trust here in Kansas City.
6: Okay, Wes, when you look at it from an adjustment standpoint, and we saw the Packers were small favorites at the beginning of last week, maybe a point and a half, I believe it was. Then we get the news about Aaron Rodgers and we said, wow. Does he really move the line that much? Was that the appropriate line move to get it to seven, seven and a half? Mm-hmm. It feels like that they did the correct mathematical equation of what Aaron Rodgers is worth to this football team. Is that correct?
5: Yeah, absolutely.
6: Yeah, so let's see how this is going to play out here. It's now going to be third down for the Chiefs with about 90 It'll seconds tick to It'll take to
5: the two-minute warning, so that'll essentially function as a timeout for Green Bay. We'll see how crazy with the cheese whiz Reed and well, everybody want to get here because this clock is going to run down to the two-minute warning. So that's essentially the third timeout.
6: So you would think, under normal circumstances, you would trust 15 to get you this first down and ice the game. Mm-hmm. But if you run the football, even if you don't get it, that's going to take 45 seconds off the clock. Yeah. So I got to think that they're going to run the football on third down, and if they don't get it punt. And can Jordan Love go with a minute and no timeouts to of the football field to beat me? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the equation
5: right now for Andy Reid. Yeah, you would certainly think so. And by the way, we're about to have a final score here, clock ticking down. And that's what it's going to be. 49ers not going to get another playoff. 31-17, to 17, your final score. Arizona goes 8-1, 49ers down to 3-5. and five. And
6: all I will say about that timeout that LaFleur took on before the fourth down play, boy, they wish they had that timeout back now. That could be a very different scenario. We'll tell you if Kansas City gets that first down, if that game is over, we've maybe some more drama in store in Kansas City. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting News. This football season, your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com, data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. It is the Green Zone right here on VEASAN, and we have a kneel-down situation in Kansas City. The Chiefs will hold on. They won't get the late cover if you had it seven, seven and a half, but they will get the win. Thirteen to seven will be the final score in Arrowhead. Let's go back out to Tank Williams and Tank. We just saw I, I was surprised. They had a, a false start. So it was third and five at the two minute warning, made it a third and ten. I thought the Chiefs would still run the ball to get it down to a minute fifteen scenario, punt it, pin the, the Packers deep, and say, All right, rookie go ahead and try to beat us the length of the field with no timeouts. Instead, they roll out Patrick Mahomes. He makes a Patrick Mahomes of old type play to Tyreek Hill. They get the first down, and they win the game right then and there. What do you make of that? Because that ball goes incomplete. All of a sudden, you've got a punt with a full two minutes on the clock.
7: Yeah, I'm in full agreement with you. If I'm Andy Reid – I'm going to run the ball and try to just, you know, eat that clock away because I feel like even though your defense has been run through for the majority of the year, they played pretty well for most of this game. And if you can pin back the Green Bay Packers, I feel like I'll have some confidence knowing that joy and love wouldn't be able to put together a drive, you know, to drive the distance and try to win this game. Now if it was Aaron Rodgers, that's a totally different story. But yes. joy and love, not so much. But at the same time, When you're Andy Reid and you have Patrick Mahomes and at any given moment, even though he's played some bad ball this year, he can turn into the third splash, brother, and just give you a miraculous play like he did to Tyreek Hill. Then he, he, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he can make people forgive all your sins where it probably was a bad play call. But at the same time, Patrick Mahomes can make up for it because he's the best quarterback in the league right now, even though you haven't really seen it a lot. In 2021.
5: And that's what you have to live with. He is the ultimate gunslinger in this league. He can make a throw like that, that a lot of quarterbacks, even some really good ones in this league cannot make that throw. But it's one of those things. It's like a, it's like a shooter in the NBA. Sometimes you're going to have to live for with three for 15, but some nights you're going to get like, you know, 14 of 18 or something from the floor. So that's what you get with Mahomes. And I think just the turnover luck this year has regressed to the mean. And that's why you're seeing him have the most interceptions in all the National Football League. But no turnovers for the Chiefs today. Not very impressive. But they get the win. They do not get the cover. But look, 5-4. and four, And that NFC West got a lot, or that AFC West rather, sure. got a lot tighter today with the Raiders losing All the other three teams winning, and that sets up, of course, next Sunday night, Kansas City right here in Las Vegas to face the Raiders.
6: Uh, Tank, let's do some, uh, let's extrapolate what we just saw for the last three-plus hours in this Green Bay and Kansas City game. Let's start off with the Packers here, because I think, again, you expect to get Aaron Rodgers back next week. Who knows? This is a different world we live in these days, right? So I really don't know what to expect and whether or not the Packers can expect Aaron Rodgers to be there next week and for the foreseeable future. What's that locker room going to be like after that game with Jordan Love? Are they going to be looking like, all right, 12, better walk through that door? Or are they going, man, kind of let us down today by not being here. And is there any possibility of a hangover effect in that locker room?
7: Uh, I definitely believe there could be a hangover effect, especially when you look at it where the defense played so well today. Like, I mean, we understand that the Kansas City Chiefs have had their issues on offense, yet time and time again the packers were able to hold up and force them to field goals or force them to no points and so when you're doing that as a defense and you just can't get any help whatsoever from your offense and special teams is playing bad as well like that's two phases of your team that just played really bad today and so i feel like there's going to be a lot of people getting chewed out after this game coming in the next week and honestly look they have to go and play Seattle, and we don't really know what that game's going to look like. Are they going to have Russell Wilson back? Russell said he got the pin out. He's ready to ball, and so if Seattle comes in energized with, you know, a healthy Russell Wilson, they can kind of get their act together. That may be a tough game for them. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of things spinning in Green Bay right now, and they can't just take this as like, oh, this is a loss without A-Rod, but we can bounce back real quick. Like, they're going to have a challenge on their hands next week as well.
6: Okay, and let's talk a little bit about it from the Kansas City perspective as we just did there. Uh, a little bit here, the offense is not going to get fixed overnight. We understand that, Tank, that's for sure. But really on the horizon, I don't know if they could only put up 13 a day. If you told me before the game the Chiefs scored 13 a day, I say they lose, right? So the defense did stop a quarterback making his first career start. But going forward, are you more encouraged or more discouraged after what you saw today from the Chiefs?
7: I would say encouraged just for the fact that they got a win. I mean, a lot of times you can't judge by how pretty it looks, but a win is a win. And if you look at their next opponent is the Raiders, and the Raiders lost to the Giants today. And so, as you know, they were talking about earlier here on the show that the AFC West, where it seemed like the Raiders and the Chargers were going to run away with it, Now everything's muddled again, like the Denver Broncos knocked off the Cowboys and the next couple of teams that the Kansas City Chiefs have to play, the Raiders, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Raiders again. I mean, so if they continue to improve and they continue to stack some wins, the Chiefs are going to end up being that team to beat in the AFC West all over again. So it's not pretty. They still have a lot of issues to work out, but at the same time, they're right where they need to be from a record standpoint in order to make it to the playoffs and make a run. And that was their plan all all, all along coming into the season. So everything that they plan for to start the season is still right in front of them. It just doesn't look as pretty as we all anticipated.
5: Yeah. No question about it because this, and we were talking about that with David Gascon earlier. It's like, he kind of liked the chargers, but he also knew this is the, these are the chargers. This is what they do. They never make it easy. You know, your heart is in your throat here with all of their games. That's pretty much what they do. The Twitter uh, term for it is chargering. Yes. They went chargering. I mean, all the way back to when Uncle Phil was the quarterback there <laughs> in San Diego, when they were still in San Diego, they always have these close games, and, and they lose games that they should win. Bad bounces, tricky calls, missed field goals, missed extra points—you name it. So this division absolutely wide open. But to Tank's point, look, it wasn't pretty, but it's effective. It's a line drive in the scorebook, as That's my it. old man used to say.
6: Uh, Tank, let's spin it forward a little bit for to uh, tonight's game here for your old team, the Tennessee Titans, taking on the LA Rams. Right now, the Rams seven and a half uh, over under, looking right around fifty-three and a half in this one. Von Miller, as Wes said earlier here in the green zone, will not make his debut tonight. He will be inactive for the Rams. You know, it's interesting because you saw the line move here with Derrick Henry, obviously his absence. So that moved it up about three points from four and a half to seven and a half. What's your early read on this game?
7: You know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Titans come out because Derrick Henry was the identity. He was the heartbeat of that team. And as I said last week when he got hurt, I mean, he was the heart of the team. And at the same time, he can stiff on the heart of the opposing team and so now the titans need to be able to figure out who they are i mean obviously you bring in adrian peterson but like adrian peterson was on the vikings when i played with the vikings and i've been retired for over 10 years now so that shows you what they're getting with him even though he's like a mutant like he can still ball he's just not the ap of old and so i feel like T- ryan tannehill he's gonna have to try to put the team on his back They're going to use Jeremy McNichols in the run game, Adrian Peterson, but it's going to probably be more so McNichols in the pass game. But now that's why you sign Julio Jones. Like Julio needs to stop being Julio and become Julio, like that dude that we used to scream about (laughs) on Twitter all the time because he was just making these miraculous plays. If Julio can become that guy again, they already have a dude on the other side, A.J. Brown, that can light it up. So if the Titans can become a passing team like they have the ability to because they have the weapons to do it, then they could be something, but at the same time, that defense. Like, that defense played a little bit better over the past few weeks, but they still gave up 31 points to Buffalo. They still gave up, you know, 31 points to Indianapolis. They won those games, but they still gave up a lot of points. And we know that that L.A. Rams defense, even though they're not going to have Von Miller tonight, they still got Aaron Donald. They still got Jalen Rams. Like, those boys are going to eat. So I feel like, yeah, the emphasis is going to be on the Titans' offense to score some points, but more so that defense slowing down the best offense in the league right now.
5: Yeah, Julio Jones needs to be so good that Bruno Mars can say, Julio, get the
7: stretch.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Tank, we, got
6: about, we got about a minute to go here. Very quickly, you mentioned that you know Adrian Pearson, you played with him over a decade ago, and he got called off the couch. He's going to play tonight, and, and you've been retired for over a decade. If they called Tank Williams tomorrow and said, could you, could you suit up for us and play on Sunday, what would that look like?
7: Oh, it would look nasty. I mean, you seen some of these guys getting burnt up in the secondary. Like that would be me. Like I don't think my knees could make it to like a series. Like I feel like ACLs, all kind of ligaments getting torn. But I will go out there for the check. Best believe. As long as you pay me in advance, I'll go out there and give it everything I got, even though it won't be much.
6: Okay. Well, we don't want to get you hurt. We we prefer to have you right here in the green zone each and every Sunday, Uh, Tank Williams. I can't
5: disagree with that approach. The chat cash is the same, Dave Ross. You know that (laughs) absolutely. That is true.
6: Tank, great work as always. Love following you on Twitter at TankWilliams13. Of course, does a great job with Yahoo Sports as well. We are not done yet. We do have one more game to get to tonight that we discussed a little bit right there with Tank, the Titans, and the Rams. We'll take an in-depth look at that when we come back right here because all the other games are officially over for the day. Some wild things we saw today, including my Cowboys. We'll discuss that also when you come back Come back with us right here in the Green Zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
8: And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're
3: hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Reality Podcast.
6: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you to the Rock of the Year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game, and if any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VESIN200 when you make your very first bet. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VESIN200 to win $200 in free bets if any pro football team simply scores a touchdown. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit bedmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards uh, issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Put in the finishing touches on week nine of the NFL with Wes Reynolds. I am Dave Ross. This is the Green Zone. And still have one more game to get to tonight, another one to get to tomorrow. But first of all, from what you saw today, Wes, Mm -hmm. you've noticed something that these dogs are alive.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And we kind of recommend that. You know, and I've mentioned that on this program over the last few weeks. If you are playing underdogs in the NFL, it's not like college where it's like, okay, I'm going to take a big number, but I don't feel confident on the money line necessarily. And because college, there's such a talent discrepancy. Like even in the NFL, even bad teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars have professional players. So I always urge if you're going to bet an underdog on the spread, not necessarily matching it equally in terms of an equal increment, depending on what you play. I don't care whether it's 20 bucks or $20,000, whatever you're doing, do a little small percentage, at least on the money line. Some people like to do maybe 20%. Some people like, like if they're a hundred dollar player, okay, I'll bet, I'll bet 20 on the money line. Some people like to do 25%, but uh, they say sprinkle, sprinkle on the money line. And look today, and, and if you include Thursday night's results, by the way, underdogs seven and four for week nine here in the NFL, six of those underdogs today did cash as outright underdog winners. and I'll go through some of these prices. You had some small underdogs, Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. plus a dollar10, New York Giants plus a dollar30. and then go up. Arizona was a plus 210 at the close and these are using bet MGM money lines at the close uh, right before the opening kickoffs. Atlanta plus 240, Denver plus 375 at wow. Dallas, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, plus 750. That's a nice little score wow. if you're betting part of those on the money line. So underdogs were 7-4, and four. unders today were 6-5. and five. And then just recapping some of the late action, I uh, wonder how the books did on this Green Bay-Kansas City game, because the early backers on Kansas City that liked the spot, kind of like I did, got rewarded and then maybe you had an opportunity to middle when it got to seven and a half, and obviously that was the magic number. Thirteen to seven, Kansas City gets the win. Kansas City going back to the middle of last season, three fifteen and one against oh, the spread. Wow. And I usually think that betters kind of overestimate that because whenever you have a team that's covering numbers like we saw with Dallas today, right? Seven and zero against the number, only undefeated number, and you were even mentioning that man, that number does look really high. Mm. Bookmakers are just based on that who's covering numbers because they know when it betters are going to look at those ATS records when it's like, okay, who's covering these numbers? Dallas has covered seven in a row. So there were people out there saying, yeah, we're willing to lay 10. They keep covering, you know, you, you, you ride her till she bucks you or whatever. However mm-hmm. that goes, I probably botched that. But <laughs> I, I think people get the idea yes. and get the drift here. you got to just look at the fact that that's always going to get priced in. Look, it's being priced in the market on Kansas City right now because they're not those big favorites they were when they looked so dominant last year. No. When when Kansas City'd be laying close to two touchdowns to at least teams with pulses, not great teams, but not bottom feeders, and they're just not covering these numbers three fifteen and one. So that's already being priced in, and yet Kansas City still finding a way not to cover these numbers. Now, 315 in one run. Absolutely
6: amazing they didn't get that done today. and had, They had that 13-0 lead from halftime almost all the way through, and yeah. Green Bay gets that late and score. And if you
5: look at the stats, it's like, well, they really shouldn't have covered. You're absolutely right. They shouldn't have covered. But if you look at the flow of the game, oh. Green Bay was absolutely doing nothing. Jordan Love, I think, had a little bit of a deer in headlights look out there. Credit him. He did get a touchdown late, but, you know, This is a guy that's a first-round pick, and you were talking about it. It's like, I thought he'd be a little bit further along here. Just I know you're not getting a lot of game reps, but you're running scout team every week and just through osmosis not that Aaron Rodgers is necessarily it's very farvian because Brett Favre did not mentor Aaron Rodgers no. in Green Bay I don't think Aaron Rodgers is probably doing the same with Jordan Love I don't
6: know how many starting quarterbacks do we remember Ben Roethlisberger infamously saying when you keep drafting these guys I don't have to I don't have to work yeah. with them essentially these are guys in your own locker room right? but they do feel like this is my job and and Aaron Rodgers we'll find out what happens with this football team going forward but you got to think somewhere. He'll never say this publicly, nor Kenny, but you know he's sitting there going, "They need me," mm-hmm. and as if they didn't know that they needed him. Mm-hmm. But yes, it just kind of it, it verifies in his mind that it's Rodgers are bust with Green Bay mm-hmm. at least for this year. And at Tank's point here, we had Tank Williams on. You look at it for Jordan Love. It's one start. We understand. Well, boy, you don't feel very confident if that's your heir apparent,
5: to yeah, Aaron Rodgers. And, and one of the things you wonder because not every locker room is universal. So I'm sure by and large, players support players. Look, we we saw certain players supporting uh, uh, Henry Ruggs yes. after the obvious the obvious Derek tragic Carr. events and and mm-hmm. you know what what he, uh, may be ahead for him legally in terms of those ramifications. Don't want to get into that, but players are going to support players. But some. Probably, and that's why I didn't really love the Raiders today, even though I didn't bet it. It was like some guys are obviously, you know, hey, this is my teammate. He made a mistake. And then there are probably some in a locker room like, man, how could you be so irresponsible right. here? And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers, look, because he's Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be support, or even if it's not, people are going to be a little bit quiet about it because it's like, hey, number 12 gives up the best chance to get a Super Bowl ring, so we're not going to interfere. But I guarantee, and Tank kind of alluded to this a little bit, there's going to be a little side eye, like, Ooh. dude, what are you doing? Like, this is my, this might be my last shot, especially if you're a veteran and an older player. This might be my last shot at the winner. And, you know, to quote Jake Taylor in Major League, this is my last shot at a winner. Some of these guys, it might be their only shot. There what are is. you doing? Stay in your shoes. You right.
6: Know? And, again, now with that Green Bay loss, that's why this game tonight for the Rams becomes that much more important. Because, again, it's going to be jockeying, you would believe, for the number one seed uh, in the NFC at the end of the day here, the regular season. And remember, the number one seed is the only seed that gets a bye mm-hmm. in the new playoff format mm-hmm. in the NFL this year. So, yeah, people can go, oh, it's just one game. Rodgers will be back. That's a very winnable game, as we saw today, that if 12 is playing in that game, you might be able to extrapolate that they win today's game, and maybe they would be right now 8-1 and one instead of 7-2. And, and Let's talk about the Rams very quickly in the final couple minutes that we have as they're now laying a big number at home, 7.5 right now at BetMGM, against the Tennessee Titans tonight with no Derrick Henry. What do you make of this line and maybe even the the total as well?
5: A little bit of late money showing on Tennessee, so might be a mixture of your casual bettors or even some of your sharper bettors because they saw that 7.5, and and it stayed there pretty much most of the week, and all of a sudden you're getting some Tennessee support thinking – You know what? That's a big number. I don't know if it's necessarily the Vaughn Miller news. I don't think it would move it. Maybe some casual bettors would bet that accordingly, but I don't think that that makes much of a difference here in this one game spot because, look, you still got to get a guy used to his assignments and what he is supposed to do in this defensive scheme out in Los Angeles. So I don't think that's that big of a deal. I just think a big number here because this would have been a spot before the Derrick Henry news where it's like, I don't really want to go against Tennessee because they've won three straight games mm-hmm. as an underdog outright dog winner. And now you're going to try to do it a fourth time here. That's a lot. That's a lot to ask of any NFL team or any team altogether. So I like this spot, but now with Derrick Henry out, it's kind of like, you know, rally round the family, the fallen hero theory, as we talk about where it's like, Okay, fellas, we're up against it here. We got to step our game up. We're rolling right now with three straight wins as dogs over Buffalo, over Kansas City, and also over Indianapolis last Sunday. So that's why you're seeing that. The only thing that I have, I have some pending second teaser legs that are tied to the Rams at minus one and a half. So, you know, just got to win by two. Basically for the Rams, but I did not feel comfortable laying this big number. So I understand the move on Tennessee late.
6: And one of the highest totals that we've seen of the weekend that being a uh, 53 and a half here. I guess you would think game script here as efficient as the Rams are offensively that the Titans are going to have to throw it with no Derek Henry. Right. What do you think they do try to stick to the running game
5: with Adrian? I Peterson? don't think they're going to abandon it at all. And by the way, Adrian Peterson, and you mentioned a very new signee here in Tennessee. We'll see how much, uh, AP all day has left in the tank here for the Tennessee Titans, but I think they got to run it enough to really keep them honest. Todd Downing, the offensive coordinator, Mike Vrabel, you look—they're not going to, you know, you know, feed the kitty here like they would with Derrick Henry, give him 25 or 30 carries, but. You gotta think that they gotta try to run the ball a little bit. And look, the Rams have not been the dominant defense. We pointed that out with the Rash Markazi. I think they're like nineteenth in the league in total yards and they were top five last year.
6: All right. And again, one game tomorrow night where the Steelers right now seven point favorites over under of thirty nine against the Bears tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. I want to give a shout-out and a thanks to Nate Jacobson, Sean Greed, Anthony Armstrong, Daniel Alvari, Ian McMillan, Will Hill, Arthur Arkish, Mike Wilbershaw, David Gascon, Tank Williams, Eric Edholm, Arash McCarthy, Kevin Fishbane. It takes a big crew. It takes a a village
5: to make us look at least halfway presentable on the air.
6: And Jacob Roach and uh, Jeremy Wingle, our director and our producer. Uh, Great job, as always. This has been The Green Zone right here on the Sports Betting
0: Network.